Okay, hello. Um, this is podcast number three. Sounding like I'm hosting a late night jazz. Um, I have no idea what I'm going to talk about. I actually started recording a few minutes ago and then I ended up babbling for a bit and then singing and then and then I just stopped it and now I'm starting again. And I have no idea what I'm going to say. There was um, some revelations that I had on Psalm 23 that I was or am considering talking about. Um, but I'm also like, I mean, I don't know, I'm a hot mess right now, but I guess I could just try, try to do the teaching and see if that feels good in the spirit. Um, I just like. I just feel so weird because I just feel like Jesus I just want to live in you Jesus I just want my eyes fixed on you I don't know, it's like there's so much I want to talk about about myself, but I just don't want to talk about myself. At the same time, at the same time, I just don't want to even talk about myself at all, to be honest. I've got so much to say, so much going on in my mind, but I don't want to talk about it. I just want to talk about him. I just want to talk about him. Mm-hmm. It's like the reality of the kingdom is that we already have everything that we need. It's all in him. And he's in us. And so everything we need is already it's already done and it's already finished. And like he's been saying to me recently, like the last few days have been so weird because he's been like, <laughs> I had was having like a really good time and life felt really nice, yeah. And then I started to get really sad. And then when I was sad, God was like, your season of mourning is over. The joy has come and a lot of things to that effect. And like, as he was saying it, it was like, my heart was feeling it and I was crying, but crying in the Holy Spirit of just like, that's just what happens when I receive him deeply. I'm just crying. And so I was just crying. And um, I was like believing him. And what he was saying was basically that, um, it's, it's like this hope has become instilled in me this future hope and the future hope is that I'm gonna receive 
everything that he's planned for me and that like he wants and he has designed and he has planned for his desire is that I would be surrounded by people who are so yielded to him that they love me with his love and that they see me with his eyes so that I literally live in a reality that is completely consumed by love just like where I'm I'm just effortlessly continually aware that in you I live and I move and I have my being um, and I just know I'm I'm in Christ like I'm in him everywhere I look all I see is him um, and where he wants me to he wants that to really be my reality he wants his kingdom to come and his will to be done <laughs> um, and yeah his will is that we would be submitted to his love and that we would be just submitted to allowing him to love through us. And um, so he wants me to be surrounded by people who are willing to yield themselves to him just effortlessly because they're just, that's just how they live. And um, yeah, that we can be family. And just that in that, it's just like, in that is like all my dreams come true in that it's like everything that's been stolen just being restored a hundred times over it's just so good and he's just kind of he's just spoken to me of those promises and I feel like we've come to a point where I don't know just like I don't know just when I was sad the other day and he was talking about the time of mourning being over and that um, everything that he's established is just like, he was just like, it's just coming for you. It's just like every dream, every good and perfect gift, like the life that you never thought you could ever have, just so much better than you could ever think, imagine or ask for. It's already done. It's already coming for you. It's just like, so it doesn't matter right now, like whether you cry or whether you laugh, it, it doesn't matter. It's coming for you regardless. You can't stop it. It's just, it's already done. And um, I guess like, it feels like that the hope of that has been planted in my heart. Um, and that I've believed it. Um, at least to a certain extent but then it's also been weird because since he said that I've had my days have been felt really sad and I've been like watching some stuff about joy and listening to stuff about joy and I've been crying as I've been watching it and I'm just like why is the idea of joy making me so sad like just so sad I don't understand um And uh, I still don't understand. I had counselling today and spoke about it. And I, I mean, I saw on a whole new level how much of a mess I am. <laughs> Sometimes it'd be like that, man. Um, but then for the rest of the day, I've just kind of felt like, okay, well, since God has said that everything that he's promised it's already established it's gonna come there's no question about it I just have choices about how I want to journey there like what I what I want it to be like basically and I feel like what I'm learning 
is um, that I guess just that there are things that I can do that feel really good that are like me keeping my eyes fixed on heaven and it's like I can either do that or I cannot do it and if I don't do it I just feel a bit shit <laughs> um so it's just like I just I just have a choice and it's not like me receiving the promises of God are conditional based on those choices it's literally just a choice of like how do I want to feel right now um and it feels like right now I have this choice where I can either be like submitting to the sadness um that I feel and just being like hey yeah I'm just just gonna be sad or being like actually not trying to force the sadness away but just like I'm not gonna focus on it and I'm just gonna focus on Jesus and I know this might sound so basic but it's really just like it feels like it's really just circulating in my head and hitting me about just like fixing my eyes on the things above um and it's it's just more like because there's always been this feeling with me of like I, I want to be obedient I want to do the good and right things I want to honour you I want to please you and stuff but then they can just get in so much self-effort and striving and like where I'm doing it doing things or whatever because I feel afraid of like not pleasing God basically I feel afraid of like doing something I don't know just not being good to him and afraid of like what will happen to me if I don't so basically a fear of punishment but today when I was asking him about the whole like joy thing because he'd also said to me that um when he spoke about like the time of mourning is over I was like but I feel so sad and he was like it's not sadness it's just emotion but um that emotion can be joy as much as it is sadness. It's just, you can just experience it in different ways, basically, which I just haven't understood. And then yesterday I felt like he said that, um, I felt like he was talking to me about the whole water into wine miracle. And um, in the joy teachings that I've been listening to, it's been about like the wine of God and just like that bliss in just being like drunk in love with him and I'm just like oh I want that like I want that so bad and so I feel like he's been saying that he's turning my water into wine basically um and I know that's there's nothing I can do to like force that to happen except to just accept and receive that it's already been done it's already done and so I've just started to find that like you know we always have choices there's always choices infinite choices in front of us and 
I have been in the past like really really scared of just like I really want to make the right choice like I've been imagining it like there's one right choice and there's a thousand wrong choices basically kind of like the opposite to the Garden of Eden where there was all these good and nice trees to eat and there was just one that was out of bounds um, but like basically had this idea that it's so hard to do the will of God like so easy to miss and so hard to get basically um, but what he's he's just been breaking that by saying basically like I I just love you and I've already fulfilled my will in you because my will and my desire has always been that I would get to be with you and I did that I completed that I established my will when I died on the cross for you I I made it so that I would be the air that you breathe I would be the clothes on your skin I would be in inside your skin I would be closer to you than anything could ever be I have established my will in you it's already done like you already you please me just by existing and there's nothing you can do to add to that it's just it's just how I feel about you it's just done it's complete I've done it all and um like as in he's done it all in that he's reconciled me to him and I am his will like I am his desire because will means desire so it's like he's already his will is already fulfilled and established in me because I've believed and received the Holy Spirit and now he lives in me and that that's always been his will and desire um, and so his will is that I would live in his love his desire is that I would live abiding in the vine that I would just be receiving his love at all times and never disconnecting like never hiding away in shame or trying to go and strive and find something else outside of him like just that I would just stay with him that's his will that I would just be with him right but then once I know that okay so your will is to be with me now I'm trying to strive to be with you <laughs> and um so anyways today he was just like breaking it down for me and was saying that just breaking all of those burdens off me and just being like look I just love to be with you and I'm gonna be with you in everything that you do that's just reality I'm just gonna be with you and I'm satisfied with you and I'm content with you and I'm pleased with you um and so you're enough and it's okay and you're safe in me and so you can do whatever you want to do and I'm gonna be here with you and I'm gonna be enjoying you and it's like receiving that freedom broke off the like performance and the fear stuff off my heart like the whole idea that um I just need to try and do the will of God so that I don't mess up um because so he's just been like yeah basically you can't mess it up <laughs> it's not it's not yours to mess it up because it wasn't you who fulfilled it to begin with none of this is about your righteousness um, it's all about mine like I have completed it and given you that freedom um, 
because I love you and so it feels like that kind of just being broken off is like all right so now from that place I have choices about what I want because I'm free and so I can do whatever I want and I'm always going to be loved and I'm always going to be accepted and I'm always going to be wanted and I'm always going to be pleasing to him and so from that place it's like there are still um, consequences, to the cho- consequences to the choices in the sense that um, some choices make me feel better than other choices. And so, like, for example, today I was just like, okay, I'm going to just chill and watch a bit of Gilmore Girls. And as I watched, I could just feel my heart just feeling like it was kind of getting crushed and just being in pain. And I realised it was it was God's heart in me. And he was just like, I miss you. And I was like, yeah, I miss you too. I don't want to watch this. (laughs) And so I switched it off and I just started singing to him. And as I did, it's like, it's not like I was having some massive encounter or anything big or anything special was happening. It's just that I felt lifted. I felt lighter. I felt just like my heart wasn't being crushed anymore. And I felt like joy and peace and it was just like okay like this is where I want to be like this is where I want to stay I want to stay with my eyes just fixed on you I want to keep my eyes on the things above not the things below not because um I'll be punished for looking at the things below but just like everything is so unsatisfying what's the point Like, what is the point? Like, when I can have you, when I have you, why would I want anything else? Like, why, when I have you, why do I not just want to just take in all of you and just (laughs) receive all of you and just... And it's, like, not from... Not a striving thing. It's just remembering and recognising and just, like, giving myself to... Because it feels like a process what it feels like for me right now is like a process of like renewing my mind to the reality of what is already done and at least just today what what has felt like my mind being renewed has been through like just singing to him and just allowing him to sing to me and like just allowing him to sing to me by faith all the things that I know that he feels because he's told me where it's not like a fresh revelation it's not like a overwhelming encounter it's just like I know this is how you feel about me because you've told me so I'm just gonna sing that to myself and I could feel as I was doing it that it was like I could feel that I was in his spirit that I could feel like his spirit was flowing through me and I feel like that is what it is for the for your mind to be renewed is for your mind to be washed clean in the stream of his love and as I was singing to him I felt the same thing too that it's just like I am just I'm just in a place of I'm just acknowledging you and I'm just worshipping you I'm just I'm just expressing my heart to you and it's not it doesn't feel big or spectacular or super special it's just like but it's so much better than anything else it's so much it's just like it's not it's not anything spectacular hey 
why did my music stop? Yeah, it's not anything spectacular, but it's like everything else is just so much less. Like, why not? Like, why not just dedicate my time and my mind and my life to just expressing my heart to you? Like, why not? Why not just waste my time just sitting here, just telling you that I want you and that I need you and that I love you? And like, because it's just true. (laughs) And it's like, it doesn't feel super satisfying and it doesn't feel super fulfilling and it doesn't feel like answered promises or anything like that it just feels like this is just it just feels like a waiting period and I just have a choice of what I'm gonna do in the waiting period and I can whatever I do it's not gonna make a difference I'm still gonna get what I'm gonna get he's already marked it out for me he's already done it for me there's no question about it it's not me trying to achieve that thing it's not like if I pass the test then I'll get it it's like He's done it for me already, but I just have a choice of how I want to feel in the waiting because I can either um, fix my eyes on the things above and just be entering into the reality of heaven where there is worship occurring 24 seven and just like, let me just, let me just join in with the angels. Like, (laughs) let me just let me just join in in this presence and let me just let my mind be renewed by the spirit of truth as I'm just allowing the Holy Spirit to just worship you inside of me. Um, Like, why would I not do that over doing something else to waste my time? Because all I'm doing is wasting time anyway. Um, Because nothing I'm doing is achieving anything. Um... That actually feels like it makes a lot of sense. And I'm glad that I said that out loud because I feel like I just got a lot of clarity. So I'm grateful for that. Um, I don't remember how I started this. I think there was a lot of rambling, but anyway, I'm, (laughs) I'm glad. Jesus, help me to keep my eyes on you and to just like, to just abide in the vine without striving, but just resting, Lord, just by your spirit, help me. Help me to just just engage with you and the throne room and your heart and just your spirit and just whatever it is you're doing in any minute. I just, I want to be a part of it. (laughs) I want to be a part of it. I wanna be participating. I wanna be enjoying it and I wanna be tasting your wine and just enjoying the fruit of just being with you like just wasting my life on you just wasting my time on you because honestly (laughs) there's nothing else that's worth anything and I do feel like it started to feel like like when I was watching Gilmore Girls that it felt like my heart was being crushed and I was feeling super sad like the last few days like on and off but often on and um I feel like it's kind of, I feel like that's the, that's what you were saying about the joy and the sadness, that it's just like, it's just emotion, but it can be whatever I want it to be. And I can experience the sadness and I'm allowed to feel the sadness. It's not wrong to feel the sadness, but I just, it's not like I have to speak the sadness. and. Um, feel the sadness sorry and also what he said 
on that first day was um that first day a few days ago when he said that the time of mourning is over he said lift up your head O you gates um and that's exactly what it feels like it is for me right now like that i just got a i just have a choice literally it's the same thing again of just like lifting up my head lifting up my eyes um fixing my eyes on the things above and just opening up opening up oh you doors opening up oh you gates just being open to the king of glory and letting him just do what he wants to do just like lifting myself up to him consciously um and just giving myself to the flow of the spirit just because why not mate like what else is there but yeah that's what i was saying that it is feeling like my heart was feeling like super crushed even just for that little time that i watched um Gilmore Girls so I'm like I actually really love that I'm just like yes Lord like would you please (laughs) crush my heart like when I'm not looking up like crush my heart make it hurt when I'm not looking up and fixing my eyes on the things above just so that it can be a reminder to me to just get back in just get back into the spirit just get back in um to the flow um and just back into the things above um, so that, because that's what I want, Lord. So please will you do that for me? Thank you. Um, oh, I love it. Oh, I'm so grateful. I was like feeling super weird and just like, I don't know what to, <laughs> I don't know what to do. And then I just kept seeing myself recording this podcast. So I was like, all right. I feel like a mess, but I'm gonna do it. And I'm really glad that I have, because I feel like I've got way more clarity now and I love that. (laughs) Okay, let's get into Psalm 23. Um, If you wanna get it to look at, that would be cool. So no pressure, but if you want to, pause me now. Um, But yes, so the Lord the shepherd of his people a psalm of david um so the first verse says the lord is my shepherd i shall not want or i shall not lack and i feel like that first verse is basically a summary of what the whole psalm is i feel like the yeah that that the lord is my shepherd therefore I shall not lack anything is yeah it's like a summary or introduction of just like yeah this is what the rest of the psalm is about to break down and tell you how how this is so um so yeah because the lord is my shepherd I'm not gonna lack anything I don't lack anything. There's nothing that I'm in want of or I'm in need of um, because he gives me everything. 
So he makes me to lie down in green pastures and he leads me beside the still waters. So it's just like, he leads us into a place of rest and into a place of stillness. He just leads us into that place where we're able to just be present with him. And it's like a sheep needs a shepherd. The sheep doesn't know where it's going. It's not planning for tomorrow. It can't do anything. It's just walking. (laughs) It's just going where it's being led to. It's just like, it's not taking its own life into its own hands. It's totally dependent. It's It's just out here being present and so the shepherd is leading the sheep and the shepherd is leading the sheep to green pastures where they can the sheep can just have their fill they can just chill they can eat what they want to they're just like it's a it's a good place for them to be it's the right place for them to be it's the best place for them to be and he leads them beside still waters the waters of rest he leads us in there's no way to get into rest without him it's like he literally has to lead us lord lead us lead our souls into rest and this is his desire he wants to lead us he wants to lead us into that place of rest and openness where we're just open and we're relaxed and we're not worrying about tomorrow we're not taking care of our own lives we're not burdened by all the what ifs and the shoulds of life we're just open to him and just present and just trusting him content in him like he is enough verse 3 says he restores my soul this is this is so deep and so beautiful he restores my soul and restore the word In Hebrew, it can also be translated to, he returns. Um, He returns my soul. It's like, in this place of being present with him and being open to him, what I've found through my experience with him is that he, it's like he leads you into this place of rest and stillness and presence where all that you are is brought into his presence and as all you are is brought into his presence he enters into these fractured broken dead parts of your soul basically all the parts of your soul because everything everyone that you've ever been is still a reality inside of you. Like there's a whole timeline of life behind you that you've lived. Much of it was outside of his presence. Much of it wasn't eating green pastures. Much of it wasn't lying down by still waters. Much of it was anxiety. Much of it was stress. Much of it was um, just feeling like you, being a sheep with no shepherd. (laughs) and it's also funny because the reality of a sheep without a shepherd is just they're a mess it's like their hair grows so big or whatever that is fur wool I don't know 
but it grows so big and so huge. I don't know how they survive in life. I really don't. But it gets so big that it weighs them down. It The wool literally covers their eyes. They can't see. They don't know where they're going. They're completely like alone. They're at risk all the time. They get caught. They get trapped. Like it's just, it's just not a happy it's not a good place to be and that is the state of our souls when we are um not when we're not living in his presence and all the times in the past where we haven't lived in his presence um those realities of us still exist within us in this in our timeline but when we come into his presence when he brings us into his presence he restores our soul he brings back our soul in that like he goes like leaving the 99 to go and find the lost sheep he literally searches and finds within us he goes within our timeline he literally travels through time and space through us because we are the gate we are the gate to heaven because he lives in us and he lives in the present in the presence his presence is in the present right so as we bring ourselves into rest in his presence it's like the door opens and he the king of glory comes through and he goes into every us that we have ever been and he goes and brings them into his presence he restores our soul he literally redeems us as if nothing had ever been stolen he goes and collects us and brings those hurting and broken parts of ourselves he does such a massive mighty healing restoring work in us while we're literally just resting in his presence um like there was one time a little while ago where i was just resting in his presence and um I started to see this picture of what he was doing and he was just like, he was just swimming in my mind like an explorer, exploring these new depths because like the same with the sea where there's so much of the sea that is still unexplored. He was just exploring these new areas, these areas that have never been seen before, that have never been known before, these areas of my mind where I existed completely alone because I didn't know his love and so I couldn't let him in and everything less than his love is so much less than his love and so there were so many parts of me that were just memories that are just held in me that I don't have any memory of but he's just swimming around my subconscious and he just went into this I don't know what it was like neurotransmitter whatever brain space memory something that was in this underwater exploration that he was doing and he just went in to that memory and he was just like he was just enjoying me in it he was just like swimming and he was just exploring me in it and he was just loving getting to know these parts of me that he never got to know before I knew him um and it was easy it was light there was no striving he was just doing it and I don't know what the power was of that, but I know that he's literally changing me. He's restoring my soul because those 
those memories still live in my head even if I don't remember them. They still impact the very shape of my brain and how it works and stuff. I'm still affected by everything that was in the past, um, even if I don't remember it. And um, so, so yeah, so as he's going and he's exploring these different parts of us and he's meeting these different parts of us and he's making his presence known to these different parts of us, he's healing those parts of us because the, the problem was that they didn't know him. And so him going and getting to know them is like him bringing them back to life and resurrecting them and redeeming whatever it was that was stolen in that moment where we felt abandoned or alone or where whatever it was that was just not his will that was done in our lives. He goes in and he restores his presence into us at that place and it heals our whole timeline. It heals our present and our future because um, the trauma of separation from God is healed by the presence of God and so he just literally when we are just resting in his presence he's able to literally just travel through us through time and restore those parts of our soul back to us and make us whole um I don't know if this is going to make sense to anyone but uh I know it sounds kind of trippy but anyways doing it anyway um <clears throat> Yeah, the next verse says, or oh, same verse three, he leads me in the paths, in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Um, so he leads me on the paths of righteousness. So um, God has shared with me that when he's talking in scripture about paths and ways and roads often, um, that he's talking about um, thought pathways, like neural pathways and stuff. I don't understand the science of it yet, but I want to. Um, but yeah, so for example, when it says, um, acknowledge the Lord in all your ways and he will direct your paths. It's like, acknowledge him in all your ways is to invite him in to every thought that you think share every thought that you think with him and he will direct your paths so you literally open up your mind to him open up your thoughts to him his presence then becomes infused with those thoughts rather than them being separate from him and then um he directs our path so he's literally the one that then has authority over those thoughts and then he thinks through us he thinks in us um but then also obviously the actual reality of our lives that we live out our behavior is like the fruit of our thoughts so once we acknowledge him in all our ways in all our thoughts in all the things that we do he directs our paths he directs our mental pathways as in he changes our thinking and he thinks in us um, and he also, the fruit of that is that <laughs> we, um, we are literally walking in his ways. Um, and we walk according to his plans and his purposes and stuff, but it all goes from the inside out. But anyway, so, um, he leads me in the paths of righteousness. So it's like, 
it's so beautiful as we come into this place of just stillness and silence where we've just stopped striving and we just enter into that rest where we're just not trying we're not striving we're not trying to achieve anything or make anything happen we're just fully entrusting our lives to him and just resting in his presence um which is where he wants to lead us um he restores our soul and he leads us on the path of righteousness so all the other thoughts and all the other things and all the other concerns and every thought that's not from him it just it just melts away and what's left is the mind of Christ in you because we have the mind of Christ it's a gift that he's given to us in the holy spirit and so it's just as we rest in him and everything else goes silent all that's left is the mind of Christ and so he leads us on the path of righteousness because those thoughts of his that are in us they just bubble to the surface when we're still and as they bubble to the surface he thinks in us and he starts to yeah we just start to receive his thoughts and it's so subtle and it's so beautiful and it may not seem like it's not us it but that's how he wants it to be because there's so much closeness between us so much intimacy no separation that he wants it to be like tell me where do you end and i begin show me the line show me the dividing line because he's the one that destroyed it in his body in his death so anyways he thinks his thoughts in us he leads us on the thought paths of righteousness his thoughts he just thinks in us um and heart's oh, beautiful too because us knowing his thoughts is how we know him and so it's like he restores our soul so he goes and he gets to know us he goes to explore us and he gets to know us and then he leads us on the paths of righteousness so then we get to know him um and i really feel like getting to know him is a fruit of him knowing us like i really believe it starts by just being honest and being open and just letting him in because there's no he already wants us and he's already seeking us um not that his spirit can't also lead us to seek him in a multitude of ways but anyways um then it says for his name's sake and um i feel like that is beautiful because what i get from that is it's all about him it's just like he's doing all of this for his name's sake because it's like he's made promises of what he's going to do he's put it on his name like he's put it on his tab he said i swear by myself that i am going to do this um and that is that he's going to um manifest himself to the world that he's going to um cover the world with the glory of god that he's going to redeem and restore the whole world and so um he does what he does in us for his name's sake it's just like 
he's made a promise and he's going to fulfill it and we are his chosen vessels but it's just it's not about us um but yes yeah though i walk through the valley of the shadow of death i will fear no evil for you are with me your rod and your staff they comfort me so he's still talking about the rod and the staff so he's still using the metaphor of the shepherd so if he's still using the metaphor of the shepherd then he's he's still a sheep and so the shepherd therefore is walking him because the shepherd's job is going to be to lead the sheep is he's not just following the sheep around like he's going to be leading the sheep um so though i walk through the valley of the shadow of death that means that the shepherd is literally leading the sheep through the valley of the shadow of death and um this valley of the shadow of death what that speaks to me is um it's not death it's just the threat of death it feels like death it's like the fear of death but the power of death has already been destroyed therefore they can fear no evil we can fear no evil as he walks us through these places and i feel like that this is like um from my experience and experience of people that i've spoken to um yeah him this is him leading us through the valley of the shadow of death is the fruit of him us him leading us to lie down by green pastures in that after we rest in his presence and we just receive his sweetness and we just receive from him and we allow him to just be present with us and have his way in us and go into our past and redeem and restore us and stuff that after that there can be a very painful process where he goes into the valley of the shadow of death within us where he goes um to find those lost sheep in a way where like the lost sheep in us the lost sheep that we have been in a way that is just more painful than it is in that first section where in the first section it can just feel light and easy and it's like i'm very aware that i am lying down by green I'm lying down in green pastures by still waters. I'm very aware that I'm resting in the presence of God and this is good and this is sweet and this is nice and I love it. But I feel like often what happens afterwards is then he's still continuing his work in us, but it feels completely different now. And now it's like he's taking us into these memories and into these places where death has lived in us and he's walking us through them in order that he may resurrect us like he's walking us through them in order that we may he may know us in it and we may know him in it in those places where we were really traumatized and where um that has had an impact on us and it's had a lasting impact on us in terms of our relationship with him and the way we live life um because we are just traumatized by that fear of death but it's an existential death it's a separation from god that we're just so scared that we're gonna lose love 
in the same way that we did before or be her in the same ways that we were before and so he needs to bring us back to those places yet we fear no evil because we know that he is with us and as he's with us in those places he reveals to us his heart for us in those times that what happened was not what he wanted to happen that his heart was broken that he was hurt he was angry that he wasn't passive it wasn't like oh you know oh you know just it had to happen or god used it so therefore he wanted it to happen we have to know his heart that it's like no he never wants he never wants those things to happen to us that's never his desire he he always desired eden he always desired heaven for us he always desired that we would be loved perfectly every second of our lives he's never ever wanted anything other than that for us but we don't understand that because we don't we've been brought up in this fallen world we've grown in this fallen world where we have been so far from eden and so far from the reality of his kingdom um and where the knowledge of god doesn't flood the earth um it's rare to find people that know him that express him that walk in his ways um and uh anyways so because of that we internalize this idea that um well what happened had to happen and i deserved it and it's that that deep unworthiness that gets set in us that then causes us to sin because why we we don't feel worthy to come to god we don't feel safe to come to god like we don't even have most of the time we don't even have an awareness that he exists but it's like if he exists there's no way he would want me and we just expect bad things for ourselves and we go to things that feel safe but they're like the same things that we've been through in our lives the same like relational patterns and the same kinds of abuse and the same kinds of trauma because we're scared of anything different um anyway so yeah he walks us through this valley of the shadow of death yet we fear no evil because he is with us your rod and your staff they comfort me so i read that the rod isn't to punish the sheep the rod is to protect the sheep from wolves and other predators so that when a predator comes he has the rod to be like stand down sire or whatever so um yeah and then the staff is his leading of like pulling him out of trouble and things like that um pulling him back from bushes he'd get stuck in and things like that so um it's like as we walk through this valley of the shadow of death with him he reveals to us his will in it that his his anger at the things that at the predators in our lives his anger at the ways that we've been hurt the ways that we've been attacked he reveals to us his will in it that his desire was for our protection that he wanted to protect us that um he wanted to save us from the ways that we were getting trapped and he he reveals the reality of his presence and his nature and he literally he manifests it in that past tense moment as he's revealing it to us so when he's showing it to us it just feels like 
such sadness and such pain and just like is this the enemy bringing up these memories like why is this so painful why am I having to see this but it's like he's bringing what has been in darkness into light and as it's brought into light it's literally transformed into light um and it is infused with his presence and so as he's bringing up these painful memories and he's um we can be in it and looking for him and like where are you where are you what's happening and gradually he reveals um that he is with us and he reveals what his will in that situation is literally as like our memories are transformed the trauma is healed it's literally the same thing as if he went back into that moment because he is able to do this went back into that moment where that trauma occurred and changed reality because what happened when that trauma occurred was that the will of god was not done and so as he's coming and revealing his will he is um, letting his will be done on earth as it is in heaven and so he is redeeming what was done that was outside of his will because he's outside of time but we are the gate we're the gate that he goes through so all of those everything in our timeline everything that we've been through is is stored within us and we are the gate to access them so he we open the gate to his presence and he goes in but I feel like this is so important because it's so important to understand that this is the process that that God desires to take us through because otherwise we get stuck and we don't let him do what he wants to do and we get traumatized or we fall away because we're fighting him because we don't understand and we think we're being attacked because we think we're just meant to feel good all the time um but it's just important to just understand like this is part of the process that he walks you through and you don't need to rebuke him you don't need to be rebuking and casting out and trying to fight like shadow boxing like just trying to stop this from happening when what he's what his intention is to do is to heal the trauma and and part of that is bringing you back into that place so that he can be with you in it um and give you what you didn't get in it um so that your present and your future can be restored and redeemed and stuff so yeah your rod and your staff they comfort me the point the point of this is that we receive his comfort and we receive his comfort by understanding his heart for us in those moments um like it's not just that he's present it's not just in it's not enough just to know that he's present we have to know how he feels we have to know that he's not just sitting there like oh yeah oh well sorry that happened do you know what i mean like he he's passionately he cares um and it's not too late for him to do something about it basically because he can do something about it in you through you in your memories um and that can actually tra- that actually transforms reality. So um, that's pretty neat. Anyway, so then we receive his comfort by receiving his heart for us. Um, then the next little section: um, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil my cup runs over so you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies so that last section 
I feel like was a crushing section, a crushing time um, where there's deep intimacy formed between us and God, where as we experiencing, we're experiencing him with us in our most dark, painful, broken places. And we're experiencing his heart broken for us in those places. And in that way, our hearts are just like bound and sewn together because we're going through it together where in our memories, we went through it alone. And so those parts of us like shut off, died, traumatized, whatever, they come back to life, they're resurrected. And there's this deep intimacy and just knowing him as we've allowed him to know us in those times that we would rather look away from. Um, we just, we come out of that knowing that and we have that, the fruit of that crushing is is oil. Like when olives are crushed and it makes oil and we have the wine, like when grapes are crushed and it makes wine. But um, he prepares the table before me in the presence of my enemies. So we have now got this intimacy with him where even though our lives are still surrounded by enemies our lives still doesn't look like the kingdom of god it still doesn't look like heaven it still doesn't look like eden we still have broken relationships and people who are against us and just things not looking like heaven in our lives people who who just don't love us in the way that he does um, people who aren't for us in the way that he's for us and what that means is if they're not for us then they're against us which makes them enemies so we can be and then obviously there's the spiritual um it's all spiritual really anyway but um so we can be we're surrounded by enemies we're surrounded by a reality that is so far from heaven and yet he prepares a table for us and the table that he prepares for us, the feast that he prepares for us is his very body, it's his blood, it's himself. And so we are able to um, enjoy him and receive him, experience him, taste and see that the Lord is good even when our lives don't look like it. Um, and he anoints our head with oil, he sets us apart for himself he cleanses our mind with his oil, like where the sheep, um, I, I saw something about the shepherd puts oil on the sheep's head because there's these bugs that come and just like torment them basically. And so he puts this oil over our heads that stop tormenting thoughts and stuff. It's just, we're not able to be tormented. He just, that, that oil of intimacy, um, where we are just, we are living in a different realm. We are living in the realm of knowing him and his presence. We are focused on him, knowing him, being with him, feasting on him, even while our lives are so far from heaven. Um, and our cups run over, it's just like, um, there's just overflow from within us of that wine and that joy that is that fruit of just knowing him and literally him being enough for us um and also this is important because so the way that we live our live our lives generally this is something i've noticed in myself and i believe to be true about other people too um is that when we are not present which is a majority of the time for most people 
um, we're not present because we're trying to make the future better than the past. We don't feel safe to just be present. We don't feel safe to just stop and just be with God. We feel all of these things, these ties, these requirements of us, all of these things pulling on us that we don't feel like we're able to say no to. We feel like we have to because we feel like we have to take care of ourselves. And the root of all of that is trauma. We don't feel safe because we don't feel, we don't believe that we're going to be taken care of. We don't believe that we're going to be protected. We don't believe that we're going to be looked after unconditionally as if we have a good father or a good shepherd. So therefore we have to take care of ourselves. Um, but that's all a lie. And it comes from the past. It's trauma in the past that that cause us to live in a way where we're so scared of the future that we're constantly trying to save ourselves. We're just trying to stop what happened in the past happening in the future and so we're never present and also because the present then becomes painful because as soon as we we are present um and we are just just still and we are just resting that's when God is able to bring those memories to the surface and if we don't have awareness that this is a process that he's taking us on for the purposes of redemption we can so easily run away and distract ourselves and try and just take care of ourselves because it's so painful to sit in that. It's so painful to sit in those memories. It's it's awful, it's horrible. You relive the trauma as you're in it. But as you allow him to go in it with you, there is so much healing on the other side of it. But I really can't stress this enough that the actual process of it, there's no way while you're going through it, you're going to think, oh, this is a great thing that God is doing right now it's awful as you're going through it um it's just like but knowing that this is a process that he takes us through that is literally in his word like step by step here um can be can make it so much easier you can have peace and you can have rest and you can have a certain level of joy through it because you know what the purpose is in this process even though it's difficult rather than if you don't understand that this is a process he's taking you through you're going to just be trying to run from it and rebuking it and feeling ashamed that you feel this way and all sorts of other stuff um and basically resisting it and fighting it and not wanting to submit to it but um in doing that you're resisting your freedom and you're resisting god redeeming you and restoring your soul so anyways, it's important to go through that process where he's healing the trauma of the past so that we are then able to remain present with him, even in the presence of our enemies, that we can still be still and be present with him because otherwise it's so hard to be present. It's so hard to stay present. It's, you can't, you can't, to be honest. Um... <laughs> But yeah, so that's the process. Then the last verse is, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. This is where I feel like I've come to, like, with what I was saying at the beginning, um, or in the middle perhaps, about how God has established this hope in my heart of, like, what he's going to do for me. That is just like, surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. Like all the days of my life, goodness and mercy are going to follow me. It's 
only goodness that's ahead of me. Um, and I'm, I'm established in that and I'm firm in that, not because my life looks good in any way right now, <laughs> not because there's anything, if you were to just look at my life that would say, wow, you have a great future coming for you. <laughs> um, but literally because of the table that's prepared before me, of the oil that he's anointing my head with and of the what my cup is full of in that I can just enjoy him and be present with him because I trust and I know that what he has planned is good and it's got it's coming to pass it is following me goodness and mercy is following me so I don't need to try and strive and make it happen I can just be with him and allow my cup to run over and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever and then this is it this is the purpose of life is that we would be able to dwell in the house of the Lord forever, that we would abide in him as he abides in us, that we would remain in him. Um, so I feel like this is literally the process of how he, how he gets us to abide. Oh, that's amazing. This is, this is his process of how he leads us to abide. And it starts by abiding <laughs> because he makes me lie down in green pastures. That's abiding he leads me beside still waters that's abiding but in the middle there's just a a valley but if we don't submit to the valley and allow ourselves to walk through the valley through the wilderness through the desert whatever whatever you want to call it through the trial through the tribulation if we don't allow ourselves to walk through that then um i guess we can't get to the other side um which is the remaining and abiding dwelling in the house of the Lord forever. Um, the Lord is my shepherd, therefore I shall not lack. I won't lack anything. I have everything I need in him because he's my shepherd, because of the way that he leads me. And this is the path that he leads me. Um, Yeah, and it also reminds me of the verse um, that Jesus talks about after, uh, I think it's in Matthew 6, after he's talking about money and just saying, don't give any thought to tomorrow. Literally, don't try and save your own life. Don't try and take care of yourself. Just trust that your father in heaven knows every hair that's on your head. He cares about you so much. He's gonna supply your every need don't worry seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all else will just be added unto you surely goodness and mercy will just follow you all the days of your life everything else will be added to you everything that is heavenly everything that God desires for you everything that God wills for you all of his heart for you is following you it's chasing you all the blessings he has is chasing you it wants you you don't need to chase it you don't need to seek for it. You don't need to find it. Just seek first the kingdom and his righteousness. Um, and let me see time-wise what life is saying right now. I might say a little thing about seeking first the kingdom. Oh, we've gone on long, haven't we? Uh, I guess I could say it anyway or I could just wrap up. 
yeah i'll probably just wrap up okay i'll just say quickly the kingdom of god is righteousness peace and joy in the holy spirit oh no 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 i can't even go into it okay we'll leave that there mate we'll leave that as it is um will we will we leave it or will i say it okay so the kingdom of god seek first the kingdom what god has said to me about the kingdom is that the kingdom is a place of priorities the kingdom is in the spirit the kingdom of god is within us it's already been given the whole kingdom already exists within us and the king is where the kingdom is where the king is enthroned and where the will of god is done and so the most simple way to put it is the kingdom of god is in the presence of god um and his righteousness he's given us his righteousness we are the righteousness of god in christ he, christ's righteousness his perfection his right standing with god he's given to us as a free gift there's nothing we can do to make ourselves better in god's sight it's already done all that's left for us is just to believe it so we get to um receive seek first the kingdom of god and his righteousness seek first that reality of his presence and the truth that you are completely accepted and righteous in his sight it is all done for you already and once you accept that reality or as you accept that reality everything else will literally be added to you this is this is the kingdom of god this is how the world is transformed like this is how um the will of heaven is done on earth is just through submitting to his presence above all else which is again abiding and receiving the free gift of his righteousness or in other words receiving the reality of his love for you and everything else will just be added it's literally by faith as you just receive his presence and you receive his word you receive his love you receive his truth as you let him speak to you it sows seeds in you that is the kingdom that grows and it changes and transforms the very world that you live in that those things which you're tempted to seek after will just come to you um once you're planted and grounded and rooted in him and it will come in the form of opportunities or whatever else but basically your your life comes into alignment with the will of god literally the kingdom of god is established in your life as the king is established in your heart as he is the number one priority his presence is the number one priority in your life you you enter into his presence you be present with him and then the presence of the kingdom comes to dominate the world that you live in and his his will is done around you your life is literally transformed by the kingdom like the parable um of the kingdom being like a seed where it's like the smallest seed but when it's planted it grows into the biggest tree it's just like 
the world is completely transformed by the reality of the kingdom that comes just by abiding in his presence because that is the will of God the will of God is to be with you the will of God is literally to be with you that's why he died so that he could be with you so that he could live in you because he chose you to be his home to be his temple that's no little thing it's a big thing that is his will so when you live in his will and you abide in his will and you just allow him you just offer yourself to him as a sacrifice you just give your presence to him because he wants it and you just be present with him regardless of what it feels like um you will see the fruit of that in your life that closed doors will become open doors um and impossible things will become possible and what what set, seemed like a blockage will just become a wide open space um that's the reality of the kingdom everything else will just be added to you it's so beautiful it's so 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 amazing um and like my life is literally fruit of that it's it's i'm living in that like i'm living in it um so where i mean obviously it's not the full fruit of the kingdom yet like it's not what it's gonna be but um the reality of my life with god is literally the fruit of me sowing the seed of his presence where um like a few months ago or last year sometime i had just moved house into where i am now and i was like really stressed about money and how i was gonna pay all the bills and just like what am i gonna be doing and stuff like that and god had been highlighting a few things so i was i was trying to do them and i was trying to and i was getting excited and it was good like it was it, it felt good but then he was just like to me give me give me your mornings and don't do any work until at least 12 p.m and so i would just spend the mornings just listening to him and i i felt everything in my flesh wanting to go and start getting to work start getting on working on business start working on the plan start taking care of myself because i had a very specific plan that i felt like he had given me of what to do and so everything in me wanted to do it but he was just like just give me your time just give me your presence and it literally was a sacrifice everything in me didn't want to stay but i chose to stay i was like okay i'm going to just be with you and i just let him speak to me and as he spoke to me what he was speaking to me about was the power of the word of god he was talking about the power of every word that he speaks inside of me transforms my reality in a way that nothing i could do could do there's no work that i could do that would transform my reality according to his will it's only receiving his word it's only receiving his voice it's only listening to him and abiding in him being present with him there is no way to hear him he's talking all the time but the only way to hear him is to be still and listen um so anyways so yeah anyways he just completely transformed my life and just opened doors and now my whole life is centered around the presence of god and he's just providing everything and just taking care of everything and it's not like he's just giving me everything that i need perfectly completely where i don't have to worry at all he's just taking care um and so i just get to rest and abide and just be in his presence and like people could look at that and say oh you know that's just the that's just where you're at right now or god has just blessed you with that but actually yeah it is obviously but it was a fruit of a sacrifice that i chose to sacrifice and put him first 
um, even when I didn't feel like I could, I didn't feel like I could afford to, but I did it, I did it. And then this is the fruit of that. So um, yeah, don't say you wanna spend more time with him, but you don't have time to, because if you don't have time to spend with him, you're not gonna have any time to spend with him. But if you, if you make a sacrifice, and you put him first and you prioritize his presence and listening to him you will see the fruit of that in your life that you will have way more time to spend with him um if that's really your heart's desire but yeah okay i will wrap up now this is significantly longer than last time but it is what it is man okay bye have a nice life see you next time